This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Quick note before the podcast starts, I keep saying Engiogram instead of Enneagram. The test is Enneagram. So if you're looking it up, please follow that pronunciation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is focused on personality typing and the Enneagram. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram, it is a personality typing that helps people conceptualize their emotions and better manage it. It's a model that describes nine personality types. So we're going to get into that. And the importance of this episode is really around understanding your emotional state, how to manage your emotions, and understand your natural abilities so that you can leverage those natural talents, reactions, instincts, and also break patterns that might be holding you back from achieving success. So today's agenda is first a segment, which is our culture rec. We're going to lead with that. Then the second segment will be personal story, my creative journey update in more explicit terms. And then the last section will be reflection questions-ish. You'll understand when we get into it. As always, please share this podcast on social, tell a friend, rate and review wherever you're listening. That helps other people be able to discover this podcast so that's so appreciated and if you have a creative journey update if you're experiencing any challenges if you have something to celebrate please let me know I'm also here for consulting on the podcast just email me at hello at morebyher.com I had a fork drop moment this week and it was a fork drop moment because I was actually eating dinner and listening to this podcast. Brene Brown, who is a sociologist and researcher and amazing person, has a podcast called Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. And this episode is Brene and Chris Hewart, a skeptic and a teacher on the Enneagram and spiritual control contemplation. And I really was struck by this episode. They're talking about each of the Enneagram types. Chris Hewitt is obviously the teacher on the Enneagram, and Brene Brown is the skeptic who doesn't really believe in it. And I don't call myself a skeptic. I definitely love any tool, and especially ones that are focused on personal development. Um, there's so many things out there, even astrology I really love, because I love anything that's just allows you, forces you to move towards introspection, and you don't necessarily have to take away everything from it, but if it can just lead you closer to a deeper understanding of yourself, then you've done the work and you can leave the rest. But as he was going through each of the types of the Enneagram, um, then I was just, yeah, I just, I felt like I had done a lot of the self-work. But the way that he was describing these endograms, I thought was particularly powerful because he explores them with a deep understanding around how fear shows up for each of them. He's just a particularly compassionate person. And so when he's describing each of the types, 
it's not just about identifying which one you are, but it's building deeper compassion for yourself because of who you are. And so in the way that he explores each of the types, he was kind of going through what their fears are, what their doubts are, but what their potential is to make radical change in the world. And because his belief is that we we can know ourselves, we can have these types and have the understanding, but we don't necessarily accept ourselves. Most of us tend to gravitate towards specific types that we perceive as positive and sideline a lot of the traits about us that we have shame around, that we don't love, that we're not super accepting of. But rather than doing that and furthering kind of this f- fragmentation, what if you actually allowed yourself for all your flawedness, for all those aspects of yourself that you really don't like the ones that you don't embrace the ones that society maybe doesn't like how can you actually make peace with that too and see yourself for the whole that you are and with deeper levels of compassion so again the name of this particular episode was a skeptic and a teacher on the angiogram and spiritual contemplation in unlocking us Brene Brown's podcast check it out and I'm going to share my creative journey to add some more color to this context. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So I want to give you an update on my creative journey and also kind of give you some color as to my process of self-work so hopefully it encourages yours always when I'm making these episodes know that I am coming from a place of extracting from what my experiences currently are because I'm so into doing the same work that I'm providing you all the reflection questions that I share over to you are really things that I am thinking about very deeply I never want to be seen as a person who is all knowing only as a person who is all learning who is sitting alongside you and willing to commit myself to the work that it takes and yeah I think those are people that I truly admire not necessarily people who uh, stand on a pedestal and try to look down upon people but who sit alongside them and say hey we're learning together so Know that I'm here doing the work, even if I'm not explicit on each episode. And in this episode, I want to be a little bit more transparent because the topic and tool in this exercise actually can't be approached any other way. So in this, the last few months, four months since this podcast started, it's been a big transition period for me leaving my job at YouTube as a brand marketing manager and transitioning to be an an artist has been um has brought up a lot. I'm so glad to have transitioned with so much confidence in myself, but to do what? 
absolutely no clue when I started. I was like, there's just things that I've not been sure of for so long approaching. There's been things that I've been truly excited about more recently. Like this podcast has been a thing that's like, oh yeah, I should make a podcast. Let me do that. But there's things that have been looming in my life for a very long time as to things that I could explore, but maybe I didn't want to go there. And what's really bubbled to the surface in the last few months for me has been um, acknowledgement of a longing that I have for acting and the suppression of that over many, many years because I've been doing acting in varying degrees through musical theater since I was in middle school. Um, And then I did improv comedy and I always just was very peripheral to the theatric acting space because I felt in pursuit of money, you know, I felt very much like I wanted the security, I wanted a particular future, but I also have denied myself of the option of really allowing for that in my life. So in the experience, or if you've listened to the episode around jealousy, envy, and longing, then you understand with longing or envy or jealousy, once we get to the part where we actually stop denying these things, these emotions, and we acknowledge the truth behind them, oh, these are the things that we really do want. For myself, when I acknowledge, oh, this is the thing that I really, really do want, then alongside the truth is often a story. And my story as to my longing and the reason I couldn't is part fiction and part fact. My story is around like feeling a lot of financial pressure and not feeling able to have those things. But that's only a partial truth. I've truly denied myself of having these opportunities and really going down the acting route because of my own feelings and emotional state of needing to provide security to people in my lives, needing to be, you know, rich so that I could provide for the world, to be this type of person. It's all, a lot of it is self-imposed, obviously. Financially, my family didn't have much, and I started working part-time and juggling a lot of jobs when I was 15, But there's also the truth that I had to pay my way through college, but I didn't have to attend college in the way that I did and approach college in the way that I did where I was working nearly full-time, going to school full-time, living at the college and feeling like I had to go to the best college, I had to get straight A's, I had to do this. And it was a lot of self-imposed stuff that I did to myself to to feel... um, yeah, to feel worthiness, to feel like I was making momentum on things. It And it was partly made up because I have a brother um, and he, you know, lived at home and worked full time and then went to school. And when he couldn't afford to be in school, he took semester off, you know, took out the loans, did all the extra stuff. And it was me who was really kind of beating myself up. And that's just kind of who I am. And it's not a glamorous thing. And I share that because my fork drop moment was listening to this podcast episode when he got through angiogram type one, two, three, four, five, and finally 
because there's only nine. He was at eight. And I was like, shoot, this is me. And it was very much so this fork drop moment because number eight, personality type eight, is the challenger. And they're the very powerful, dominating, self-confident, very decisive, willful, confrontational maybe type. But they also tend to take on way too much. They feel the need to be these massive providers back to humanity um, and back to society. But it's often not necessarily like, like it's self-imposed, you know? Um, And I was thinking back to when I was a little kid, when I was a little girl, I used to like three years old climb onto my kitchen counters to and lift my full body up to walk around and grab things from the counters um from the cabinets excuse me to 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 make food to cook for myself at three years old I started cooking for myself and then like four years old so this is just the kind of the way that I started to grow up like my mom never chose my clothing by the time I was like two I was picking my own outfits and by the time I was six she wasn't allowed to touch my hair. I told her I did my own hair. I did this. Like, it was all like, I do everything by myself. And so my parents really not, never got like an opportunity to parent me. Um, because I, the second that I felt slightly capable enough, I took it on myself, like pulled those training wheels off, like was just not about it. And, and the story that I prefer to tell around, to myself was like, I had to grow up. I had to be this resilient person, but I've also just been a person my whole life who hasn't wanted to felt controlled, who hasn't been accepting of help and support in the ways that I really should lean into. And I'm learning and trying to do a better job of that because no person is an island unto themselves. And so, yeah, it's just been an interesting week of just acknowledgement around that and what is helpful in understanding my personality type of eight is understanding my identity a bit more deeply and accepting who I actually am versus who I want to be. Who I'd want to be is more of the personality type four. All of us want to be a little bit seen, maybe perceived a little bit more differently than we truly are. Personality or NGDGRAM type four is the individualist. You know, they're definitely the very creative, typical artist type, more sensitive, um, very focused on making sure that they're authentic and truly expressive and such. And I am very much, you know, a lot of the qualities of the four, but my darker sides, the parts of myself that I have shame around, fear around, is around my, um, yeah, probably like my anger. I'm like an angry empath. I'm pretty open around that these days. But yeah, I have a need for control. I think that I can do things a lot better than 99% of people. I have like a level of arrogance and it's not great. And I've spent a lot of my life trying to tame it. But every time I try to tame it, then I don't really create, I'm not my best self, right? So coming back to why we need to not fragment ourselves and why we don't necessarily need to tame ourselves, but there's a huge opportunity for the full embrace of ourselves is because when you fully embrace yourselves, then you 
allow your areas that you feel might maybe shame around to be your strong suits, right? So if I was truly not accepting of my sense of defiance and this qualities of myself, then I also wouldn't be creating all of these things on my own, right? I wouldn't have launched this podcast. I wouldn't have started more by her. I wouldn't be taking so many proactive measures in my life to create the change that I want to see. And I wouldn't be invested in me leading charges in the way that I have in in different aspects. And so, yeah, it's just been an interesting process. I think always we ultimately need to come back to understanding our natural temperaments and our natural emotional states and not feel the shame and burden of them but instead lean into what those are how they functioned in your life positively how maybe some aspects of your personality that you have shame around have not served you right so with the not serving me I'll probably go down a longer path of understanding what that really looks like as it regards the future but yeah I share all this to say that I know that there's a lot of personality types and tests and things that are out there and are in existence and the angiogram one is pretty special because you can actually take a test and that's where our reflection question section will come in because I want to kind of share what the questions are that they'll ask you in doing the test. And I personally didn't do the test because I, I knew who I was. Very, like, it triggered me so much. It truly was, like, a moment of, like, oh, fuck. All those times, I really, I have this, like, um, very, like, sisterly relationship with my mom, even. And um, I just don't see my parents as people who have authority in my life, which, <laughs> you know, for better or worse, it made me not an easy child, so... But it also makes me have such a, a deep companion relationship with them now. And it's really, you know, just I think in understanding ourselves, we can really open ourselves up to accept the relationships that we have in our lives for what they are and not feel, I wish they were different. I have longing for this. I have envy for this. I wish it was, you know, and tell ourselves more new stories, but really just lean into the truth accept more of our truth, lean more into our power, and many good things come of it. So let's get into our reflection questions. So though I was very open around my angiogram type, I think that it's a very sensitive subject. Um, It can bring up a lot for you, and I don't want to push or force anybody into taking the angiogram test um but I am going to go down the path of sharing what the, the questions are some of them that they ask in the beginning of some of the tests there's a lot of tests out there the one that I'm looking at reading off of is uh, from eclectic energies and what I like about this website in general is they talk about the angiogram types but they also talk about the types so that you can focus on the type of healing that you need based on your angiogram type and they have like chakra healings meditations all kinds of things um i think the awareness is just valuable in itself as these questions go they are aimed to be answered really honestly 
So as I share what the statements are, actually, it's not really a question format. When I share that each of the statements, you'll answer either in your mind as yes or partly or no. So yes, for yes, this is really me. And no, no, this is probably not who I am. And I think in going through these questions, the ultimate aim is that you feel that maybe that this personality test isn't a little too woo-woo for you. It's not too like spiritual floating in the air. It's really focused on behavioral understanding. So the first being, I am too strict with myself and others. Is this yes for you? Yes, this is really me. Is this partly? This is partly how I am? Or no, this is probably not who I am. I plan the next adventure before the current one is finished. Next. I often refrain from acting as I'm afraid of being overwhelmed. I love to take care of people and I'm good at it. Success, prestige, and recognition really matters to me. I am more sensitive than most people. Sometimes the world seems too harsh. I tend to trust most people. I don't get depressed easily, if at all. I want to win the approval for those of those in authority, sometimes even when I don't really like them. I don't see much of a point in wallowing in negative emotions. When I begin to feel anxious, I tend to throw myself into distracting activities. It's hard for me to put my feelings aside, even to get a job done. It's important to me that I am admired by others, and many people do admire me. And this is the last one that I'm going to read. I am uncomfortable when people want an emotional response from me. This episode is ultimately hopefully leaving you with more open-heartedness, more willingness to commit to examining your sides of yourself that you don't love, that you might have shame around, that you might try to ignore because those are also our truth, right? To have compassion for yourself means compassion for your whole self means compassion for those darker sides and aspects of yourself because even in that darkness there's so much power you know in like all these marvel comics and superheroes a lot of those wounded heroes are creating beauty and they're you know helping the world through their pain and through their insecurities and through all these things and so If we have a better understanding of those, it can lead to a lot of good and help us tune and tap into more of our power. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Grateful, as always, to be on this creative journey with you. Share questions with me, your creative journeys with me, any stories you'd like to share on the podcast. Always you as anonymous to hello at morebyher.com. Please leave a review, tell a friend, share this podcast on social. Let me know what podcast has been your fave. I've been looking at all the analytics, so know that I am also keeping tabs on retention, etc. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. 
you're no starving artist. You're definitely an artist who's doing the deep work and just I'm grateful to be learning and growing with you. I appreciate you.